0: Welcome to the I Have Some Notes side notes edition. This is the part of the I Have Some Notes podcast where we don't talk about a movie. We talk about something else. But not gardening, because
1: we don't know anything about gardening. Well, at least I don't know anything about gardening. No. We're not
2: that kind of nerd. <laughs> okay, good.
1: If my garden is anything to be, any proof, I do not know So this is the
0: non-gardening God. portion of the Alberta, of the, of the I Have, have Snow podcast, part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB Financial. My name is Colin McIntyre. I'm Scott C. Bourgeois.
1: I'm Greg Beaver. Today we're going
0: to talk about a, a topic uh, near and dear to everyone's heart, stoked by
1: something Greg read, and he's like, we need to discuss this nonsense. So take it away, Greg. Yeah, um, there was an article in The Verge by uh, Noah Berlatsky, uh, and the title of the article is Infinity Wars Thanos Proves CGI Supervillains Are a Terrible Idea. And the uh, thrust of the article is essentially that uh, CGI works better for heroes more than it does villains, um, in part because heroes have simple, slick, clean lines uh, and uh, villains tend to need to look threatening and uh, terrifying. And in CGI, they often look generic or distractingly goofy. Mm. Uh, and he argues that villains tend to look a lot better uh, when they're uh, built up with uh, makeup, prosthetics, and, uh, and costumes. Okay. He, he kind of interestingly uh, makes reference to uh, Lord of the Rings in this article. Uh, which is an interesting call-out because he talks about its good practical effects, but he seems to forget that the main villain in Lord of the Rings is arguably Gollum, who is probably one of the most famously awesome CGI villains of all time.
0: I thought the villain in Lord of the Rings was the giant flaming eye on top of the building.
2: Which, to be fair, is... Also a CGI effect, and if you really want to get into the Hobbit, then they've got a big giant CGI dragon.
1: Yeah, Smaug was also like famously realized as a as a very good CGI villain. So uh, you know, I don't like. I would argue that like you know CGI is a tool, and it has advantages and limitations just like any other tool does. Uh, Sometimes it doesn't work, or sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. uh, Hero or otherwise, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Do you guys agree with the premise of the article or do you disagree with the premise of the article uh, that uh, that it, that it's villains uh, that are chiefly failing at the hands of CGI because I think it's just you know stuff in general
2: that's i kind of I definitely agree with you uh, that the 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 premise of the article is faulty because it's a broader failing of CGI and less just CGI failing the villains because I could point to Yoda and say, that guy looks like crap yeah. in the prequels. Yeah. Like that is CGI that has not aged well. And Yoda's got, let's be fair, a pretty simple design. He's a little green dude with pointy ears, yep. but he does not look good in the prequels. And I was thrilled when he appeared as a puppet in the most recent movie. Spoiler alert, puppet Yoda's back in the most recent movie because it was like, yay, puppet Yoda's back and he looks more real. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think it's, I think you're right. I think it's a broader failing of CGI. There's, uh, there's uh, limits and it dates itself real quick.
1: Yeah, it does. He, he mentions that, uh, sorry, this Noah Verlatsky mentions that slick, clean lines are what's key to making a CGI character work really well, which I don't, like, that doesn't seem to be true because um, you look at uh, Rocket Raccoon, which is not necessarily a simple design. Um, obviously, um, uh, the other guy in that one, the other... Computer, Groot? Groot, yeah. Chris Pratt? chris yes chris pratt very, i am chris pratt very famously uh totally computer animated how else did he get those muscles have you seen him in the office yeah or exactly whatever? No, that's parks office. and rec <laughs> parks and rec um
2: well and i mean holding up thanos as an example of someone who doesn't have slick clean lines is not a great example thanos is not a super complicated looking character
1: no i mean he like. I don't like he looks fine to me. I mean, yeah, that's he's, it. he's he's purple. That's kind of a goofy color for a villain, but that's probably
2: But it's also like villain color number 2 in comics. Sure, Like yeah. green being the number 1 one. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Yeah, why is that? And I will because green and purple contrast really well and they are foul-looking colors cuz okay. you think of poison and slime and right. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um that's that's an entirely different conversation. <laughs> Th- Thanos could have been Josh Brolin in heavy makeup, yeah, and then maybe just slightly digitally altered to make him bigger. Yeah, I I'm I'm willing to grant that, but I don't think he looks bad. And yeah. Certainly no worse than any other CGI character I've seen in a Marvel film. Yeah, and
1: I think like it's I think with anything like uh, there's always this sort of. Um, Rush to judge a movie based on its trailer. Yeah. And I, I find that irritating because. We haven't seen a lot of Thanos. Yeah, or. I mean, like, yeah. we've really, we've seen seconds of them so far. You don't, like, what really brings the character to life is, is um, his plot points and, and, and how, and the performance obviously makes a huge difference. I mean, you know, if, uh, if, 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 um, Caesar from Planet of the Apes was uh voiced by Care top he would probably be terrible. But yeah. he was uh, voiced by, you know, anti circus who's legitimately great.
2: Well and I mean let's not sell Thanos short because he hasn't murdered a bunch of Avengers yet. So, I mean you'll probably have different feelings about him after he does that in yeah, the upcoming might, movies. He, he might
1: seem very menacing in the in the very short future. So uh, like like the like this is like this is obviously a clickbaity line to say like Thanos proves definitively that yeah. cgi is bad for villains so like no it doesn't you haven't seen the movie yet
0: well, That's a, yeah yeah my, my take from the articles is it's is that like cgi doesn't make for bad villains bad writing makes for bad villains. yeah that too like and i think i think if you and if we're, you know if we're if we're looking at you know you know not so much thenos but i mean outside of loki who's the best marvel villain right
2: um
0: there you go my point exactly right? well so killmonger
2: Okay, kill would be up there yeah. uh, I'd, I'd say um, was it Obadiah Stane oh yeah. yeah from the first Iron Man movie I yeah. thought he was actually a, a really decent villain yeah Loki's untouchable at the top tier because he's been in so many films yeah yeah um, but I mean, there there have been Red Skull was delightful. I yeah. kind of want to see him again. But I but I mean, I you, liked uh, it, Ultron just fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean like, that didn't movie didn't care had for the movie, issue. but yeah. Ultron, Ultron wasn't bad.
0: Ultron wasn't, but Ultron wasn't wasn't really a, like the article says. Like the fingers Ultron is kind of like the you know proof of that, right? And It's like Ultron wasn't a great villain, not because Ultron was CGI. Ultron
2: wasn't a great villain because, because the, they
0: killed him off at the end of the movie and he didn't get a chance to really do anything
2: well not only that um, he also I think he was underserved by that movie because yeah. that movie was kind of a mess you guys I yeah. know a lot of people like it but nah. it was not it was not in the A echelon of Marvel movies.
1: I think it was I think it, I mean it kind of had issues but I think overall it was pretty fun
2: yeah. I thought Ronin was pretty good in the original Guardians yes I've seen the movie twice don't remember but anyway, I can't. That, that, I can't
1: picture
0: that's, him in my. That, head, that, that, I'll that's, be see, that's that's my point. It's it's not like <laughs> like I said. The, the, if you think of the, you know, obviously, yeah, like some of the best movies, uh, the best villains in in cinema and sci-fi, you know, in ages past, you know, they didn't have the technology, right? But I mean, for now, it's you know, it's not not CGI is going to make. Yeah, CGI isn't going to if if turned, if Thanos turns out to be a, a big letdown for people, it's not because CGI is not bad. It's just because Thanos they've you know, don't deliver on Thanos as a character.
1: Yeah. Speaking of clickbaity premises, I have my own clickbaity premise. Sure, okay. what's that? Which is that I feel like this era of film will, in the future, come to be known as one of film's ugliest. Now, the reason for that isn't necessarily computer-animated <laughs> computer animated characters. Okay. But... All of the uh, digital matte paintings that are being done, there's a real, I think it, uh, there's a real instinct amongst filmmakers, filmmakers, particularly in the uh, blockbuster region, to create the perfect shot every time. And a lot of this, a lot of the time, it's like this sort of really contrasty dusk, and they and they really. They really paint it real, contrast you real dramatic, and it to me it, it 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 it's so overdone that it 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 takes me out of the movie, uh, and it feels very fake, uh, and I would I I kind of miss the days when you know things were were shot for real.
2: <laughs> well, I I would go even a step further, and I would say that um, I find that because CGI is so has become has become so inexpensive and so pervasive that and I'm mean, inexpensive in quotations it's become more accessible to more filmmakers yeah yeah, yeah. it's everywhere yeah. um i find that the screen gets too cluttered yeah now in a lot of especially in blockbusters there's too much on screen way more than your eye can realistically take in yeah. and whereas previously you had movies that Looked a lot more elegant even even when there was a lot going on because you were limited to like what extras and what practical stuff you could have on screen um now it's just it's just like bleh, there's transformers yeah. and dust particles and yeah. and like three depths of field going on, and it's just yeah. like what is even it's happening it's, I was just
1: going to say like with the depth of field, do you find that like they kind of like like the 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 frame is Full of so many things that are in focus that it's like it's it's doesn't even it doesn't even feel, it doesn't, like that's part of what doesn't make it feel real yeah it's like your eye doesn't work like that like it doesn't it's, know
0: and it's and it's and it's funny you mentioned transformers as well as because
2: the transformers is an egregious well
0: yeah but like but even like exam. the transformers themselves which are like like the the last time I, I keep having to start every every when I'm dumb enough to actually go watch a transformers movie which is about every six or seven months I'm, I'm, Which I'm, is when a new one comes yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm 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 partly astonished just at the the work that the animators and the filmmakers have gone, in, gone into in, in designing the Transformers because they have all these moving parts and different things built into them. But at the same time, it's my brain shuts down when I'm looking at all this stuff. Because and they're I'm hideously ugly. Yeah, because I'm overwhelmed and I like my like there's there's the there's the conceptual visual part of my brain that gets excited with sci-fi and, and that sort of stuff. But when I watch, you mentioned, I think both of you have these points, when I watch some of these movies now, there's so much coming at me that I don't get the same enjoyment out of it than watching like a, you know, an, an older movie or even something like, even like a kid's cartoon where there's not.
2: Well, and Transformers is an, is an egregious example of, of yeah. overuse of CGI because say what you will about the original characters and the original cartoon and the original toys being unrealistic, which yeah. is fair. They were, they were clean. They were simple. Yeah. They all had uh, immediately distinguishable outlines and colors and yeah. figures. You could tell which Decepticon was which and which Autobot was which with a glance.
1: Unless yeah. they happened and to be the Decepticons that looked exactly like w- each other. <laughs> Because they yeah.
2: were repaints of the same model yeah. to sell more toys. <laughs> but that's, in the new movies, it's all just a mess. It's just an ugly, jumbled mess. You can't tell which character is no. which. Yeah. You can't follow them in in a fight scene because it's just like, I don't even know what's going on there it's it's gross it's an ugly ugly film series yeah. and if they had just used the the simpler blocky robot builds okay sure it's not really realistic but you could tell what characters were which but yeah. it, it mean, would look cleaner it would look nicer
1: well think yeah. about the movie that we just did a review on pacific rim And, like, the the robots, all the robots in that film series are all pretty clean. Yeah. I mean, they they look realistic and they look interesting, uh, but they had very distinct outlines. They had, you know, clean surfaces and stuff like that. For some reason, I don't know why in, in Transformers, like, the instinct was to have... The Transformers break out into literally a billion pieces. <laughs> like it's so weird. We have
2: all these particle effects, and we're going to use all of them.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like most, of, like a lot of the characters' faces, they 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 look like, uh, like uh, you know, a, like a polygon map. <laughs> you know, like yeah. from like a you know like a PlayStation era or something yeah. like that. There's just like a million polygons in their face and stuff like that. It's a very it was a very weird weird choice to make. Yeah.
0: Do you guys think that with um kind of uh we kind of talked with this list uh this uh, for the recording that because we're actually seeing do you think filmmakers are starting to get it right and they're starting to bring back obviously with star wars more practical stuff uh like do you like and, and so that that part a that's part a of the question part b is to greg's point do you do you see any examples that filmmakers are going to come out of this a little bit and be like all right we can do everything in the universe with computers now we
2: don't need to we can actually like trim it back a little bit Uh, I'm going to say we are moving in that direction. Okay. Um, I, I feel like there was during the, during like the, the two thousands during the, the star Wars prequel era, there was definitely an instinct to be like, we can do all this with computers. We're going to do all this with computers. And I think now, especially because you look back at a lot of the movies, uh, that were heavily CGI'd back during that period, they look dated. Like, even if they were mind-blowing at the time, and certainly I thought they were mind-blowing at the time, you look back and you're like, oh, no, no. Yeah. And I feel like now, outside of computer-animated films, like purely computer-animated films, um, we're coming in... We're also coming into... I am I have two premises here. Bear with me. <laughs> we're also coming into a time where uh, a lot of the directors who are coming up in Hollywood right now are people who grew up in the in the practical... Era, like in the 80s and the 90s, when we didn't have the crutch of CGI, yep. And they're looking back on those movies, going, "Those look really good," and the movies that came out in the 2000s look really terrible. Yeah. And so they've they're taking the technology that became available in the 2000s, but the the aesthetic and the the lessons from the 80s and the 90s, and they're learning to merge the two. And we're now coming into a, a, an era of film where. Um, people are using practical effects up to a point, and then enhancing that with CGI. And I feel that looks better as opposed to just sticking you and McGregor in a green room and saying you're acting with stuff. Yeah, and it's like it doesn't work.
0: Or would uh, would you? But here's so so would you? So I would even even twist that around and to say that the filmmakers have learned that to complement, they actually
2: can complement
0: CGI with. Puppet, puppet Yoda well, yeah, with, and, and with BBA. And, and, with, and,
2: with actual sets. You're of... right. Maybe it maybe it does work both ways. Yeah. It's not so much I'm taking and I'm enhancing the practical. Maybe it's also I'm I'm enhancing. I'm hiding the CGI with some practical. Yeah. So maybe it is. It's coming from both ways, and that's why it it yeah. looks better. Like yeah. Blade Runner looked great. The new yeah, Star Wars true. movies looks look really good. Yeah, yeah. And these these are examples of movies that to even even a lot of the new Marvel movies. We were talking about that. They they build a lot of the practical, and then behind all that, they've got CGI to make the practical look bigger. Yeah. They they have people on set with the actors in you know green spandex suits that they yeah. can impose a character on, so that the actors have something to interact with, and it's better than just Ewan look at that golf ball and pretend it's a monster. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, a lot of a lot of what's going on now is like it. Uh, I, I, it, there's a lot of compositing going on right now. So, like, like the, I was actually watching an effects reel of uh, Thor Ragnarok just before we, uh, we came to record. And um, it's the scene where they're, they meet Thor's father on what looks sort of like the Cliffs of Dover, right? And, uh, that whole, uh, sequence was not shot on a, uh, well, I don't know if it was on a cliff or not. I couldn't quite tell, but like it, like basically the only thing that's really the same from where they shot it is just like the characters themselves. And they have basically replaced everything else, the grass, the cliff, the water, all that stuff. Right. So they're, they're kind of, they're finding ways of making it, getting the shot they want, By using, by collecting all the assets and then sort of, like, putting them together the way that they want to, which does, I think, look a little bit better. I mean, they still tend to, like, to my taste, um, often it's still overdone. Um, And I find, like, there's some things, getting back to, like, some things look good in CGI and some things don't, I find that... um, like, uh, dawn and dusk really don't work well in CGI. That's, that tends to be when it just looks sort of like at at its least natural. And I don't know whether that's because of, um, the matte painting itself or whether it's because they really, they, they, they're not shooting their actors, uh, at dawn or dusk and they're painting their actors. So there's sort of like a, a lot of a lot of human retouching in there that's sort of like eventually your eyes you know, you know we're very good at detecting flaws so it's eventually we just valley. start seeing it yeah. yeah
0: hey friends Edmonton is full of passionate people dedicated to building a vibrant community the Well Endowed Podcast explores the impact that these municipal champions are having on our wonderful city you can find those episodes at the com.
2: You know, we were talking about Lord of the Rings a bit, and it dawns on me that that might have been that might have been the tipping point where Peter Jackson. I think Peter Jackson may have been the the tipping point for that, where he was like, "I want I want as much practical as I can, and then I want to make it grand with CGI." And I think that maybe a lot of. That, that's what started a lot of directors going, oh, we could do that. And then, of course, he backslid in The <laughs> Hobbit yeah, yeah. and was like, and eh, we'll just do it in post. And uh, because he didn't really want to be there making that movie. I, I'm, su-
1: I'm sure that um, there's probably a large temptation to do that just because it's it's probably a lot cheaper to do things in post than it is practical. Uh, um, you know, just because you've got to... You know, even for time. Like well, he probably, was... You, you know, when you have... You don't want it's hard to fly actors to the places you need them to be and, and everyone's got a tight schedule. And when and you don't really want
2: to be there and you're and you're basically storyboarding it on the fly as you go, then yeah, yeah you know.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean if we're talking about Peter Jackson specifically, then yes, it's a, it, and I mean it's, it's I don't a mess mean to, for different reasons. I
2: don't mean to totally dump on Peter Jackson. He's a he's a great director, but the Hobbit was not one of his high points. No.
1: No, no. It's funny that he didn't want to be there and yet he, de- he decided to make three movies when he really didn't have to. Uh,
2: the money, dear boy.
1: <laughs> okay,
2: fair enough. Here's a truck full of money. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think at the end of the day, I, I think practical effects look better. And it's because, A, the technology really has come a long way. But even back in the 80s, I can point to movies that had practical effects that still hold up. That if they, that, that comparable movies made in the last decade don't because they were using CGI and I'm going to point to the thing as my as my exhibit A the original the thing from the 80s John Carpenter's the thing holds up oh, it yeah. is a solid movie the practical effects are spectacular and they look fantastic and you look at the remake and it's gross and not gross because body horror gross because the CGI looks terrible and the and the the movie just does not hold up and it's what three years old i like that thing it's not it's not <laughs> see, really good see there's a then this is where this is where like uh old
0: man colin's gonna come out here but i mean there was some there was something about about movies back in the day and what day wasn't that actually it was a while ago now but like you used to watch a movie like the thing like a star wars like an indiana jones and stuff like that and you used and part of the fun was how did they do that Yeah, was it makeup? Was it prosthetics? And I think that's one thing that it's kind of one of those like, okay, I'm I'm I I, so on one hand I'm happy that we can do all these things with CGI, and obviously, the birth of the superhero genre wasn't possible without you know all the CGI they can do. Certainly true, but at the same time, uh, and I brought I think I I mentioned this uh, this was this was about probably half a dozen podcasts ago that having good special effects is now no longer. It's no longer a thing anymore because all movies have special effects. So it's so so you and you've and we've really lost the how did they do that effect because Because now now it's always because because now you know now we go to watch a Thor Ragnarok or a a Last Jedi and it's and now it's like and so it's funny how now it's like look look we actually have a real BB-8 look Yoda's a puppet (laughs) yeah and that becomes a selling feature because we're we're just we just assume now like I I I assume now. If I'm watching a uh, you know a Subaru movie or any sort of modern movie, that I'm going to assume that most of what I'm seeing has been touched, redone, or built digitally. Yeah,
1: it, it might be because of the era we grew up in, but it does, it like the it does feel like it cheapens it a little bit when it, yeah. when everything is just. Because it, it does, it just takes some of the magic out of it, like, yeah. uh, like, th- like, basically, like, oh well, some director somewhere said, "Draw me this," and and then they drew it, like, yeah. like, do you remember watching like uh, movie magic? There was, disc- was this guy. Mag- actually
0: looked it up. There was a show called <laughs> Movie Magic, and that was the whole premise. And it was great. Yeah, this yeah. The
1: whole premise was just showing you all the things they did, like watching the, you know, the the stunts, and you know how they how they did all these sort of weird practical effects for like ghosts and stuff like that. It was really cool.
2: On the other hand, I will counter that it's. It's now interesting that we've we've kind of come to the other side of that, where it's now like, oh, it's surprisingly cool that they built a practical BB-8, yeah, and they didn't have to, yeah, yeah. That could have very easily been a cartoon character, yeah. But there's an actual BB-8 robot that someone was you, off-screen remote you, controlling. You
0: don't you don't actually need to build a set with the interior of the Millennium Falcon, you but could you just, do, but, and yeah, but the, and but it's it an did. exact
2: replica, and yeah. it's. Because they didn't still have the parts from yeah. the 80s lying around. They had to rebuild that from scratch. And now now we're through the looking glass, and it's like, it's really cool that they did that. <laughs> yeah. And I, uh, I think that that's interesting. And further to a point you mentioned a minute ago, and, and as, as a very solid rebuttal to the article that we started talking about. <laughs> um, Take you're it saying, down, Scott. You're saying Thanos uh, is, that, is not being served by CGI. But the movie with Thanos that we're about to watch wouldn't be possible without yeah. CGI. It, Colin really hit the nail on the head when he said the superhero genre that that is making all the money in the world right now, literally, Black literally. Panther is the biggest money making superhero movie in America. Yeah, of all in, time. of all time. That was as, as of, of as of this of week. Yeah. This week that yeah. we're recording. Um like the this genre would not have become what it is if the if the CGI wasn't there to make it happen. Because a lot of the stuff that we love from these movies is not possible with practical effects. They yeah. and again we're we're at that point where they're finding that balance. Yeah. But there's some stuff you just can't do. And so you you can't just you can't just throw out the baby with the bathwater here. You have to accept that the Infinity War would not be a thing if we didn't have that ugly 2000s cgi period we didn't have that those growing pains (laughs) but maybe
1: well in fairness to the article i don't think he's saying throat uh cgi but he is saying like he's saying specifically villains and 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 i think i would agree with him if he was talking specifically about uh, like a a horror villain because I, i find in horror that's one place where cgi really fails um, and, and I think part of it is because uh, um, water effects in CGI are real tough. And when you're trying to make something look creepy and slimy and slobbery, it, there's something about it in CGI um, uh, that just reaches the uncanny valley just a little too quickly. And I'm always, it always takes me out.
2: I will also contend that one of the reasons why uh, it's a disservice to horror monsters is because horror movies are usually done on a shoestring budget, yeah, and they are not able to afford the high-end CGI that Marvel money can make. That's you. probably true too. But like, they're, you think they're getting about- like they're getting like B B team video game CGI as yeah. opposed to like big blockbuster Disney CGI. But you think about like some of the
1: uh, the most famous recent horror movies like you can't like you can't really think like it follows uh comes to mind like there's not like there's not a lot of uh horror movies i've liked recently where the the chief villain was like a computer animated uh monster like um
2: like, and yet you said you liked the thing remake
1: yeah i did but i, I didn't necessarily <laughs> say i loved the the cgi fair enough i mean, enough, I, mean enough. No, I i i think it looked okay but you know Yeah, it's it
2: it won't stand up the way the original.
1: No, it won't. Unfortunately, Um, I liked it more because I like the actress a lot.
2: Fair. Fair enough. I kind of got you off track there, though. (laughs) That's okay. We're in I, side notes. We can do whatever we want. I think I think what the
0: what the author is really trying to say, guys, is that he wants Hollywood to, uh, the next time if you're going to have Ultron instead of having it's not. I don't want an act, He doesn't want an actor in makeup. He just wants uh, Disney to build an actual evil giant robot hell-bent on taking over the world. And I mean, let's be fair. Disney yeah. has the money to make that yeah. happen. Yeah. They've probably done it already. For <laughs> Thanos, did beam a, 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 a universe conqueror, hell-bent on destroying everything from another dimension,
1: pop him in. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Can I just say one more, Easy breezy. One more thing about this this article that sort of sure. uh, bugged me, and I think it, that it might be the chief reason why uh, it got under my skin, is... Um, OK, uh, I'm I'm an artist and I'm not an effects artist, but I'm like I'm a graphic artist. Art, Colin, you're you're an illustrator. Yep. And and I know just from what little artistic skill that I have is that doing this stuff is insanely difficult and doing it at the level that these art digital artists are doing in Hollywood. like it looks amazing um, even when it doesn't. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it like it's. Like it's, I know, I know we we use words like horrible, gross, awful. We say that a lot, and it, and it's it's all relative, to you know the the skill level, you know. But I it it always it always irks me a little bit when when people uh, shit on on CGI because it takes so much work and so much skill, and for us, um, you know, uh, critics to just shit on it and call you know, and call it terrible words. It just, it, like, it just, it just bugs me a little bit. It gets under my skin. I mean, you just like, you know, hedge your words a little bit. Don't, it doesn't, you don't need to necessarily yeah. just take a big old crap well, well, Someone I mean, who he, is
2: just he, calling a bunch <laughs> of CGI
0: <girls. laughs> Well, and again, he's basing it on the
2: trailer, right? So, I mean. Yeah. I, I will point out that you can, you can not like the art, but still appreciate the amount of work that went into it. Yeah, and I'm not trying to. I'm certainly not trying to uh, to disparage any of the hardworking Hollywood artists who uh, often go unrewarded for their work. Might I yes, add? Because yeah. a lot of like um, a few years ago, a special effects house won an Oscar just after going bankrupt because yeah. they were underpaid for the movie that they won I the Oscar for. I listened to a podcast about and that. And I, I, I put myself on the spot and I can't remember which movie it was uh, for now. The yeah.
1: one with the tiger and the boat.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, Life of Pi. <laughs> that is the that is the one, yeah. Um, and so, like, the, these are hardworking people who, who really, if anything, deserve better than what they're getting for the work that they put in, for the hard work that they put in. But that doesn't mean that they're creating something that is not... Great to look at, and that's not necessarily even their fault because, in many cases, they're they're doing work that uh, that the director has directed that he wants, that an yeah. art director has picked out, and the artists might not even really be super happy with the end product that they put out. Yeah. Like that's that's also entirely possible. So, just wanted to put in the caveat there i'm i might i, <laughs> I might not like the art I but i don't necessarily that, hate the art
1: i wasn't necessarily directing that directly at you scott but like no but like, it's, and a, that's fair, why it's I said a fair thing like, to bring up it's yeah. a fair thing to bring up i mean that's why i say like it's all relative like you I mean we there's only so many words in the english language and when you and when you don't like something you usually pull out some uh, some fairly strong words and and you know we say things like we hate all the time or whatever you know like hates a strong word and like it the really entire when you think premise, about what
2: hate means <laughs> the entire premise of our podcast <laughs> is to tear apart the work of some hard-working Hollywood I people
1: I, so, just, I know I just want people to know that we're we're not
2: we, we come think at this from it. a place we, of we, love yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's con- it's meant as constructive criticism yeah yeah
1: and really I think I think overall it's it's more it's more about at least for me like you know coming up with all these ideas is more just about like an exercise in like and just in in my own for myself, just to prove that you know I've got ideas and I want to throw them out there, and I think it's more it's more about self-aggrandization than anything. Well, and not necessarily a critique of a real screenwriter.
2: And uh, I will also point out that the the thing we landed on earlier in this podcast is that we actually think that the CGI has gotten better mm-hmm. overall oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. from the way you from the grossness that it used to have. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they, they like the big the big changes have been just I think in character movements alone is, is where just the way that the way that um, um, especially human like models move now uh, it looks a lot more natural. Think about think about um, <laughs> remember the first scene in Spider-Man, uh, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man, where Peter Parker crawls up the wall uh, for the first time. Uh, and he and then he kind of it kind of pulls out and then it turns into CGI Peter Parker and he's just running up the wall and it looks, oh, it looks dead. amazing. I yeah. love it. That's great. <laughs> but he, he looks like he just looks like the weird like this weird kind of glossy mannequin kind yeah. of thing, you know? And yeah, and it's Rich just Armstrong is coming up. The wall. Uh, but it but it also looks like he kind of looks out of proportion and all this kind of stuff. And like now, you know, today you wouldn't see that. You see, like everything looks a lot more natural, and they've figured out. Um, to do a lot more motion capture to cap to get all of that movement, um, facial features move better because they've done a lot more motion capture and and um, yeah. I mean, you look at, I mean, you look at um, um, Planet of the Apes and just that. I mean that that's an incredible achievement what they've done with those movies.
0: Yep,
2: for sure. They're also a little more careful about where, what kind of characters they're using the CGI for. Oh, for sure, yeah. and so. And I think that definitely helps with the uncanny valley effect because if you're using it less, it helps on humans, when it's a non-human. Yeah. It, it's like, okay, Thanos is a giant purple alien. So the fact that he's not quite human looking or his face doesn't quite have human expressions or yeah. he's moving a little too weirdly. I mean, that kind of sells it for me. He's yeah. an alien monster. He yeah. should look a little weird. Yeah. Groot should look, should move a little weird. Yeah. Rocket should move a little weird. I, I buy that. I'm willing to accept that. Whereas Drax could have been CGI, but instead they put Batista in a bunch of makeup and he moves like a human. Cool. Yeah. Love it. There you go. I will I will
0: I will say I will say if there is if there is one person who is and I'm not gonna say who's who loses out on the whole CGI, CGI thing is is Ray Fisher, who plays cyborg in Justice League. Because all the other characters in Justice League had cool costumes that they got made and got to wear. Uh, most of Ray Fisher is Cyborg, which means he was all CGI, CGI. So while they're filming the filming the movie, Ben Affleck's got Bat costume. Henry Cavill's got Super costume. Poor Ray Fisher is wearing his motion cap pajamas because <laughs> he didn't get a costume to wear because his which, was all CGI. And
2: here's the thing. Cyborg could have been... You could have done a lot of practical costuming. You could. It. Like, to... Uh, when you've got Robert Downey Jr., he's often wearing like Iron Man armor.
1: Yeah, I well, think about um, uh, Robocop. That's a pretty good pra- practical suit, right there.
2: Yeah, and it's a cyborg, like yeah. a full a full yeah. conversion cyborg. I'm, I mean, yeah.
1: he, I mean, he moves like a literal robot, yeah. but uh, that's okay. <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> Peter, it worked. <laughs> is it Peter Weller? Yeah, uh, yeah could yeah. barely move in that costume. <laughs> yeah. I and there's it. there's uh, a scene. Famously, that took like a full day of shooting, which was just him trying to catch a set of keys (laughs) in the first movie. Really? Because, yeah, because he had limited vision and limited motion, and it took the most of a day for him to just catch a set of keys.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And that is why they computer animate things these days. (laughs) Exactly. They don't need to worry about that nowadays. He just, well, to be he just fair, gotta though, get the actor to put their arm up and that's it.
2: To be fair though, the the, the Robocop costume, if it were made today, would probably be more mobile. Wow. Well, <laughs> because it, that, because <laughs> practical effects have also it advanced. was made today and it was uh it was
1: very computer animated, as I recall. <laughs> and, and not very good. No. Mm-hmm. Uh
0: yeah. So in short, CGI getting better, uh Verge article could be better. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I have and, some notes. Yeah, exactly. For this verge article.
0: And uh, yeah, we will see where I. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, see, we'll see where, where where movie magic takes us. Maybe maybe one day they'll make an all practical Avengers ten with just I don't know.
1: I would literally just watch an Avengers where they're sitting around a coffee table barbing with each other. I would watch. <laughs> I would
0: watch a Swedish version of the full Avengers movies if you, if you want to see like the Swedish trailers, which I think are pretty fun. It'd be fun to watch like a two hour Swedish movie where they make practical fats out of,
1: like, cardboard and string. Oh, I haven't seen this. But oh, really? I mean, you you'll send me some links, then. Okay, well, yeah. Well, send me I'll, some we'll, links, and I'll we'll, put we'll them s- in the show notes, We'll send too. some
0: links, yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll, 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 put them, we'll put them up in the show notes and put them up, up on their Facebook page, because they are amazing. Um, if you want to follow uh, I Have Some Notes, you can do so on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, Right. I have some notes. Uh, if you like the show, please consider reviewing and uh, rating us on the iTunes. Uh, you should also follow along because uh, we take movie suggestions and also we let you know which movies we're going to do and we want your feedback and stuff. Uh,
2: Scott, you have uh, another podcast that people should listen to. I do and you should. Uh, it is The Read-Along. It's a mini book club for your ears. We are currently reading Artemis by Andy Weir, our second book, uh, and we're pretty early into the novel. So uh, now's a good time to jump in. Read up on a couple chapters and uh, follow along with the podcast. You can follow us at the read along on all the social media, which I think I forgot to mention on the main episode.
1: I think we've got. Do we have a couple ads to read now? I don't think uh, we've got to our mid-show break.
2: Right? Yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll get to that. Uh, but uh,
0: but first, uh, the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB, is proud to be a sponsor of this year's Pod Summit, which is Western Canada's podcast conference. Uh, it is May fifth at CKOA in Edmonton, and you can uh, take the day and learn uh, and uh, learn about podcasts. Um, um, you know. Grow a network, uh, get some connections. Uh, there's also some amazing giveaways. If you have a podcast, you will learn how to make it sound amazing, grow your audience, and create a show your listeners will love. And if you don't have a podcast, you can still get in on the action. And uh, the people at uh, at uh, the uh, Pod Summit will uh, will teach you how to start one, and you'll be happy for join if you join the community. Uh, however, space is limited. Tickets are $150, uh, so don't delay. Get yours at PodSummit.com. Our show and others from the network are being broadcast on G-Radio. You can find it at gradio.ca, and you can also find our episodes on the CKUA radio app. Download that from the Apple App Store for your Apple phone and uh, that's it for us on this edition of I Have Some Notes side notes uh, thanks to uh, to Greg to Scott uh, and I guess to me since there's uh, only three of us here uh, to, for showing up um, yeah follow along I Have Some Notes on uh, iTunes Facebook and Instagram uh, we may start doing some listener requests for movies is that uh, we talked about doing it on the on yeah that's we
1: the... are we're, we were brewing it mm. we just about did it for the Pacific Rim one but then we then we thought Pacific Rim instead because the the sequel was coming out. I yeah. mean,
2: technically, we let the viewers vote on Daredevil.
1: That's we did. Yes. So, so we we're will, we're definitely experimenting. With yeah. It. In any case, keep an eye on our Twitter feed. We that's where we will be uh, throwing up the polls when we decide that we have some movies for you to choose for us to uh, give notes to. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious to see what the listeners suggest. To us. It'll it'll be a curated list, but you'll be able
2: yeah. to pick out of those. Cool. Lists. Yeah. Cool.
0: Looking forward to it. Anyway, thanks for joining us. Uh, you had a million places you could be, but you choose to be with us. So thanks. We appreciate that. Yes for CGI monsters particle effects and part for particle effects